Welcome back to the program podcast. Thank you for coming back. I really do appreciate you guys. This is the NFL college football week four recap, along with a little bit of bubble boy basketball recap from Sunday night's action and um, bubble boy basketball coming back on to your TV screens, I believe tonight. Let me go back and check. But um, long and short, thanks for tuning in. This is your boy, Ron Wells. Coming to you live from the MyBillReview.com studios. That's MyBillReview.com. That's MyBillReview.com. They can help you out with all your essential services needs from home internet, um, uh, security, uh, merchant services. Also, they can help you with identity theft with an identity guard program, as well as um, solar, energy, um, utility services, anything you need, business or residential, give them a call, 561-281-6099. Um, you can reach out to their owner, operator, Devin Dobson, as well as um, the website, mybillreview.com. That's mybillreview.com. Thanks for listening, guys. As I was saying, we're just going to do a little bit of a recap of um, the NBA matchup from over the weekend, Friday and Sunday night, as well as um, the NBA um, coming back tonight. Uh, with game four of the NBA Finals at 9 p.m. Eastern um, Standard Time, just to give you some of my opinion on what's going on with Bubble Boy Basketball, along with the week four NFL recap, as well as my results on the, um, if you've been seeing the program podcast um, uh, fan page on uh, Facebook, please go ahead and like that, share it, do what you got to do. Your boy is on a hot streak right now uh, with his NFL picks. Um, As of week four, um, the cumulative total of NFL picks goes a little bit something like this. Your boy is 42, 17 and one in pick him. That's 70 percent. And he's 43, 15 and three versus the spread. That's 73 percent. Last week was awesome sauce (laughs) Um, and pick him. I I killed the game. I was um, 12 and two. In all NFL games that were played last weekend, one game was missing. That was the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans due to COVID concerns. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs and, um, and New England Patriots game was postponed and Cam Newton didn't play. Um, and uh, the Green Bay Packers last night also played versus the Atlanta Falcons. Um, just to run down what ended up happening last week, um, how, how I ended up against the spread. The Colts' defense was stifling versus the Bears. They killed the Bears, um, ended up covering the spread, and um, also ended up winning the game. The Bengals were outright winners in their game. Um, they ended up smashing <laughs> um, smashing down the Jags. Like I said that they would, Joe Burrow went off for more than 300 yards again. First NFL quarterback in his first four games to throw over 300 yards. Um, I said that um, the Jags didn't do some things particularly well on defense in the, the competition that the Bengals have been facing was a lot tougher. Um, yeah, it played out to, through fruition. Then the one that bit me in the behind, the Browns versus the Cowboys. Now, I picked the Browns to cover the spread, so I took the Browns and took the points, um, which was a five-point spread at the time that I um, did the podcast last week, Thursday. Um, but I said I may regret this because I thought that the Browns could win the game outright, and they actually did. The Browns not only covered, they whooped up on the Cowboys, rushing for over 300 yards. I said that the Browns in the earlier podcast had an identity, and the Cowboys didn't, and I was right. Um, The Saints and the Lions, this one right here, I actually had a little bit of a chat with one of the um, guys from another um, 
Facebook group who was asking me for some advice. He t- he was going to take the Lions and lay the points. And I told him the Saints were going to thrash the Lions. And in the beginning, he was looking like he was a um, NFL savant. The Lions got out to a 14-zip lead on the Saints. Took back a, a interception to the house on Drew Brees. This guy looked like a savant. And then the Saints went on five straight TD drives. Um, and then gave up two TDs to close out the game, but they still covered the spread, and that's all that matters. Then it was the Seahawks versus the Dolphins. This game was a lot closer than what everybody expected. Um, to be honest with you, I thought Russell Wilson was going to hang 30 on the Dolphins. He hung 30 on the Dolphins, but I thought it would be an easy 30 um, on the Dolphins, and it ended up being really, really close till the end of the game. Um, it was 23-16 to 16 at one point, and then... The Seahawks got an interception and closed out the game, and it became 30-16. to 16. The Seahawks covered the spread. I said take the Seahawks and the points. Uh, the points were four points, and I ended up winning on that bet. Then it was the Chargers and the Bucks, and I said that the Chargers were doing a lot of things right. They run the ball consistently, and they were going against the Bucks. I actually took um, the Chargers on the spread, and I thought this would be my upset of the week. I thought the Chargers were going to win this game. The Chargers blew the lead at the end of the game. Brady ended up scoring five straight touchdowns. That's another NFC South team that did that. After going down 17 to zip, he threw a pick six, just like Jameis Winston. This is now his third pick six of the season out of four games. But the difference is Tom Brady is um, working with a lot more weapons than Jameis Winston actually had. Jameis had, you know, Godwin and Evans. But now Brady now has Godwin, Evans, Miller, um, O.J. Howard. Unfortunately, he got hurt in this game. He has Gronkowski. He has Ronald Jones. He has, um, well, he didn't have Leonard Fournette this game, but he also has a a much better offensive line as well. And he ended up roaring back and scoring five straight touchdowns along with the Chargers making it um, a game, though, at at the end. And uh, Justin Herbert was three yards shy of throwing for 300 yards in his first three appearances, which is pretty doggone good. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is getting back that job. The Ravens easily disbanded the Washington um, football team. They, they covered the spread on the 10 points. This was my another upset pick for me. I took Carolina over Arizona. I took Carolina for the outright win. Um, I thought Matt Rule was a better coach than Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, and it turned out to be true. Carolina had a big win. Teddy Bridgewater had his first rushing touchdown since he had that horrific knee injury um, um, in practice when he was with the Minnesota Vikings. That took away his starting job, and this is, the, this is now his fourth straight start. And long and short, Teddy Bridgewater looks like he's back. Vikings versus the Texans. In this game, my preview, I said that the Texans did not have an identity, and the Vikings did, and that's why I was picking them for this game. The Texans had an identity, um, didn't have an identity in this game, and the Vikings did. They knew how to run the ball. They won the game um, by more than seven points, and thus Bill O'Brien loses his job. I'll get back to that um, in another um, part of the show. Then you got the Giants and the Rams. This one I almost didn't cover. The Rams played around with this, but they ended up winning by nine. It was a lot tougher game than expected. They got cute and thought they were a spread team when they are a running team out of spread formations. And they got back to it. But Cooper Cup had this game-saving touchdown. They helped me cover the spread in one by nine. Then you got the Bills versus the Raiders. I thought this game would be a lot closer. Josh Allen proved a little bit better than what I expected. The Bills are the the um, better team at this point in time. They're a year ahead of the Raiders, and it showed. Um, Josh Jacobs couldn't really get off the ground. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Josh Allen had a better game than Derek Carr, and that was the difference in the game. They ended up winning by, I believe, a touchdown. Then you got the Eagles and the 49ers. This was the one that I got wrong, totally wrong. 
Um, Nick Mullins ended up getting pulled. Then they put in another quarterback who I don't even remember the name, but he's another ginger. And um, the Eagles ended up pulling this game, winning this game by six. This was the one that I got wrong. I said that the 49ers would cover and give them the points. Um, but I said give the points to the Eagles. I got that part right, but I got the rest of it wrong. So overall, I went 11 and 2 on Pickums. I'm sorry, 12 and 2 on Pickums. And I went 12 and 2 on, um, on against the spread as well. Just to give you a recap. The Colts um, take the points. Bengals take the points. Cleveland um, um, take the points. Saints take the points. Seahawks take, um, um, give the point. I'm sorry. Seven, Saints give the points. Se- Seahawks give the points. Bolts take the points. Ravens give the points. Carolina take the points. Minnesota take the points. Rams give the points. Pats. Um, I said the um, Chiefs give the points. Eagles give the points. I'm sorry. Eagles take the points. And then Green Bay give the points. That was on the spread. The money line, you understand what that is. I picked the right teams. Um, the teams that I picked were the Colts, Bengals, Dallas, Saints. Dallas was the team that let me down. Saints, Seahawks, Bucks, um, Ravens, Carolina, Minnesota, Rams, Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, and the Green Bay Packers. Went 12-2 and two on that as well. Um, now, getting back to the Texans game. Remember what I said about the Texans. They don't have an identity. And for that... The last four games, even though they played some tough competition, long and short, that's what lost Bill O'Brien his job. Along the way, Bill O'Brien has been a decent football coach. Can't knock him for being a good football coach. The only year that he didn't have a plus 500 record was the year that Deshaun Watson went down with an injury. He took Brock Osweiler to the playoffs, TJ Yates to the playoffs, Brian Hoyer to the playoffs, and Deshaun Watson to the playoffs. Deshaun Watson was the one where he had a um, over 10-game winning season, And that was with J.J. Watt hurt most of the year. His biggest mistake was when they asked him to take more power, he took it. He ended up being a coach and a GM. And all the coaches that are GMs are not good GMs at all. You got um, Bill Belichick, who you can't even name a first-round draft pick that's worth a damn outside of maybe Sonny Michelle. But he has not drafted an offensive player to make a Pro Bowl since Gronk. Gronk was drafted in um, the early 2010s. I think he may have been drafted even in 2009. Then you got on the defensive side of the ball, he's drafted some Pro Bowlers, but at the end of the day, he knows how to pick up players who fit his scheme after they've been drafted, like a Stephon Gilmore. Then you move over to Mike Holmgren back in the day when he was, took over the power with the Seattle Seahawks. He couldn't even make it after his Super Bowl run. He never made it to the playoffs again. Ended up getting Pete Carroll the job because he got fired from coach and GM role. Then you move over to, uh, I'm trying to think, who else has... Um, coaching GM powers. But long and short, it just doesn't work out. These are really great coaches that I mentioned. Mike Holmgren, who won a Super Bowl, and also um, Bill Belichick, who's the GOAT on Super Bowl wins. These guys cannot handle both roles. You need somebody in the chair who, one, can combat them, but two, agree with them and fit the schemes that they have. And the great thing about um, those these coaches that I'm mentioning is they when they take the players, they usually put them in the right positions. But on offense and on defense, Bill O'Brien has failed them. Then on top of that, they have no bleeping future. They gave up their first round pick and their second round pick of this year and their first round pick of last year to the Miami Dolphins for Larry Tulsa, what amounted to Larry Tulsa, who solidified your left tackle. Good job on that. But I think you gave up too much. And then um, Kenny Stills, who's a receiver that's a dime a dozen. I like his his attributes and what he does on the field and even what he does off the field. But you can find receivers replacing production, i.e. they got Brandon Cooks and and the Fuller boy, Will Fuller. So at the end of the day, he failed himself. The Texans have no future. 
They're 0-4. They're a team that can win more games. But at the end of the day, basically the Dolphins have two top five draft picks at this moment in time. If the season ended today, the Dolphins would have two top five draft picks, meaning that they don't have to, they can tank, get a higher draft pick with Tua coming off the bench starting next year, then maybe pick up, I don't know, a Jamar Chase to be on opposite side of um, uh, their other receiver, number 11. I can't remember his name right now. Um, he's a 6'4 receiver who's catching everything under the sun for the Dolphins right now. And then, I don't know, maybe draft Kyle Pitts out of the University of Florida and have Gusecki Kyle Pitts um, as your two tight end option. That way you can have a power run game, two guys who know how to block and who know how to catch the ball as well. Then you got Jamar Chase on the other side to take the attention off of Devontae Parker. That's the other receiver's name. What if they did that? Then add into the fact Dolphins have another second-round pick. Um, so they have two second-round picks. And then they can go pick up, I don't know, two defenders, maybe an edge rusher and a, or, or a couple of DBs to add to the mix. And re- I'm sorry, add a middle linebacker and add another DB or a safety to the mix. And what do you know? The Dolphins are now the most talented and youngest team in the league. That's how you pull it off. And I'm not a Dolphins fan. So the Texans have given away their future in order to have something in the present. And I liked Bill O'Brien as a coach. You got to remember, he was still up 24-0 on the Chiefs before the Chiefs stormed back and won that game. But had he had, I don't know, Jadavion Clowney, who he gave away, maybe they could have had a couple of sacks in there. Maybe you didn't see... um, uh, uh, what's the boy um, from the Chiefs? <laughs> um, you don't see um, Patrick Mahomes boy running around with it like a chicken with his head cut off, killing the doggone Texans in the playoffs. If you don't trade away Jadavian Clowney, who didn't get what he thought he would get in the market, so you would have had Clowney back, you would have had a great roster. You gave away Hopkins too for next to nothing. You gave away Hopkins and Clowney for what amounted to two second round picks. Hopkins is the leading receiver in the league right now with Kyler Murray. Like, let that sink in for a second. Well, that's the NFL for the weekend. College football, didn't really pay attention to it too much this weekend. Um, Florida State ended up winning. Miami didn't play. Miami plays Clemson this upcoming weekend. I'll give my picks on that on Thursday. Um, Also, University of Florida is playing uh, Tennessee, I believe. Or no, Texas A&M. Then you got... Um, Alabama playing an important game this weekend. I, um, Georgia is playing Tennessee. So I might put some put three games together for you guys to um, you know bet on for that weekend, along with the NFL picks. And now getting on to Bubble Boy Basketball. Bubble Boy Basketball, Friday night, the Lakers beat the crap out of the uh, Miami Heat. No other way to slice it. They couldn't stop Anthony Davis at all. LeBron pitched in and had almost a triple-double. Um, and... They didn't have Bam, and they didn't have Goran Dragic. Um, Goran Dragic is out for the season. I have it on good authority. He's not playing anymore for the rest of the season. So Heat fans, get that off your mind. Um, next up is Bam Adebayo. I don't know if he's playing tonight, but going into game three, it was bleak. And I placed a bet for the Miami Heat to win in, game, um, win in six games for $2,800 on a $100 um, lottery ticket. Only because my boy said, again, he had a dream. He had a dream like Martin that the Heat would beat a team from L.A. in the, um, in the uh, NBA Finals this year in Bubble Boy Basketball. Outside of that, I don't care about Bubble Boy Basketball. But here we go. The Miami Heat um, go into Game 3. 
looking bleak as ever. And then Jimmy Butler goes off for a 40-point triple-double. And the only 40-point triple-double that had amounted to a freaking win in NBA Finals history. The last two were LeBron James in 2015 when he got closed out and swept where he was stuffing the stat sheet. And everybody and their mama wanted to give the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, the Finals MVP because he had a virtuoso performance. But he lost every game he had a virtual performance in. So that was a hollow 40-point triple-double. The only other one that was really, really good was Jerry West in a closeout game against the Celtics in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. He took them to six games, and in that Game 6, he lost by two points. LeBron was blown out in his 40-point triple-double. Let that sink in. They lost by 11 points. That game was out of reach the entire game. But Jerry West, 40-point triple-double, lost by two. Jimmy Butler went off for a 40-point triple-double after halftime, he had 17 points. Before halftime, he had 17 points. And you see LeBron mouth to him, yo, you in trouble. And he comes out in the second half and dumps in another 23 and finishes the game with a triple-double. And he wasn't trying to go for the triple-double. He just happened to get it in the course of the game with no bam, with players like Myers Leonard <laughs> and Kendrick Nunn and... Duncan Robinson, who wasn't even recruited. Tyler Hero had a really good game. Um, Iggy had an okay game. But Myers Leonard pretty much handled, <laughs> for a second, <laughs> Anthony Davis. And LeBron James started settling for three-pointers. I, I, I don't even know what he was doing. Um, the rest of the Lakers fell back down to Mars, and they weren't shooting as good as they once were. Um, KCP had a horrible game. Danny Green didn't shoot three well. So you get where I'm going with, with all of this. Um, the Heat play the Lakers tonight and Bubble Boy basketball. For my prediction to hold true, um, I need the Heat to sweep the rest of this series. Do a backdoor sweep like Dwayne Wade did versus the, Cat, um, the Mavs in 2005. That's what I need. <laughs> but again, I'm not taking anything from this Bubble Boy basketball experience. Please understand where players rank how much respect I have for them or had for them or will have for them in the future has no bearing on what goes on with this brand of basketball. They are playing in front of, oh, and this is another thing too. People are getting mad about LeBron leaving the court with one point some odd seconds remaining in the game. Are you bleeping kidding me? Like, it's not like it's even a real game. This is, this is not in front of fans. This is in front of your mom and your dad, your girlfriend or your wife, your baby mama or your kids or your cousins or your brothers. This is AAU basketball. You don't have an obligation to people who are actually physically there because you know why? They didn't pay for a ticket to get into the doggone game. You could have made that argument when there were fans, but there are no freaking fans. You know who the fans are? Us dummies watching on TV thinking that this is going to change the legacy of these players. I'm not gleaning anything for future reference on Bubble Boy Basketball when it comes to the players that are playing. They're entertaining me. It's an exhibition. That's all it is to me and all it will ever be for me going forward in the future. I'm happy to see the Heat in there. It is very entertaining. I'm happy to see LeBron in there because he's an entertaining basketball player and one of my five favorite players to watch of all time. Please understand. He's in my top five all time of me just watching a player. 
He may be five or six when it comes to all-time basketball players, period. But as far as top five watching, LeBron is one of my top five. Please understand, I don't dislike LeBron James. And I'm not discounting or discrediting what he's doing. But when you have shooting percentages up by literally three and four percent over um, this period of time for all basketball players, because you're playing in a ballroom, not dealing with depth perception. When you got rookies and young players playing the best basketball of their lives, people you didn't even project to score to average 20 points in the Eastern Conference finals ever. (laughs) And they're doing it in their rookie season. I'm sorry. Yeah, some people get it wrong. We don't get it that wrong. All right. (laughs) So let's just keep that in perspective. But what it does do is give a confidence boost to some of these young players. So when the fans do come back, they can harken back and look back as something that is relevant playing against some pros. Maybe they can block some of this stuff out because there's a reason why LeBron goes zero dark 30 and he delegates everything to his team and he delegates everything to his wife so that he doesn't have to see the Internet. So he does not have to pay attention to what's going on in his daily life. So he can just focus on basketball. Then on, add on top of that, you're not traveling. Add on top of that, the depth perception issues that an arena does cause. And that's why I'm not really into bubble boy basketball. But I do have a bet out there, and I hope it goes through. $100 and win $2,800. Woo! I hope I win. Come on, Miami Heat. Get us down the stretch. But that's the recap of the weekend and the weekend's action. Um, I'll give you... Um, new sports preview for, um, sorry, new NFL week five preview coming up. Um, I will give you several games from the NCAA action, football action coming up. I'll even talk some baseball. The first round of the, um, major league baseball, um, playoffs have gone off without a hitch. Um, no real COVID concerns right now. The Marlins are playing the Braves as we speak. My Braves are whooping up on the Marlins Grow team. Um, outside of that. The Astros made it through the second round. I guess they're not cheating anymore, and they're still whooping y'all behind. Um, <laughs> I'm a little partial to the Astros because the spring training's out here in West Palm Beach. So I just threw that barb out there. But thank you so much for listening to the program podcast. Again, reach out to my sponsors. Um, the last one on the docket is Two Brothers Detailing Service. Two Brothers Detailing Service. You can see my show page, but I'm giving you a little testimonial just from me. You can reach their owner operator, Baxter Grigsby, 561-572-5854. That's 561-572-5854. Baxter will hook your car up and keep it consistently clean. He will have it looking like new every single time, especially if you start from the time that, like me, when I got a lease on a Nissan Rogue, a 2018 Nissan Rogue. It is due to be turned in November. The inspector came out to view the vehicle um, on October 2nd. Baxter washed my car on September 22nd. He came out to view the car. He gave me a $0 surcharge for any damage wrong on my vehicle. My wife had a car accident in that car in 2019. Somebody hit her from the um, behind. It was just a fender bender. But even after the repairs and even after Baxter washing our cars consistently, guess what? $0 charge. No one does get a $0 charge unless they're old people. And they live on the beach and they only drive it like 36,000, um, sorry, 3,600 miles for the entire entirety of the lease. We used up all the miles, all 36,000 miles. We used them up and we got a zero dollar surcharge on this vehicle. It wasn't because the guy was being nice. It was on a rainy day that he came out. And even still, he thought that that car looked so presentable. And you can see the car on the show page. So presentable 
that he gave us a zero dollar surcharge in less than 15 minutes of inspecting the vehicle. Give him a call. Five, six, one, five, seven, two, five, eight, five, four. That's five, six, one, five, seven, two, five, eight, five, four. Schedule your appointment with them today. He'll come out on time, every time and service your vehicle. This is the program podcast. Next show is going to get dropped on Thursday, um, probably around noon. Um, be on the lookout for it. It'll have your um, this week's coming bets. Remember, your boy went 85% this past weekend. He's 70% on pickums, 73% on against the spread for the season with over 65 games in the docket. 65. It's a healthy sample size, people. Some of my guys have already won money. You bet at your own risk. This is just simply for my entertainment. But long and short, if you want to take some of the advice, that's on you. But your boy is doing pretty good out there. So again, thanks for listening to the program podcast. Look forward to looking uh, out for you guys soon. Again, my other sponsors, MyBillReview.com, MyBillReview.com. Give them a call, 561-281-6099. Again, that's 561-281-6099. Reach out to Devin Dobson. He can help review your bills and make sure that you're safe, making getting all the savings you need on your home, internet, um, home security system, your, um, uh, what else, um, your utilities. They do it all. Cable, all of that. Phone, all of that. Cellular service, he does it all. Give him a call, 561-281-6099. This is the Program Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night.